Hi guys, and welcome to this week's episode of the In The Hub podcast, brought to you by Playbox Technology UK. Today, I'm joined by Wilfried Voost, Senior Director of Business Development at Sport Media Net. Wilfried's career has seen him take on huge projects like the FIFA World Cup, that ultimately cemented his knowledge and expertise in the sports broadcasting industry. Really hope you enjoyed this episode. So welcome to the In The Hub podcast. How are you doing today, Wilfried? Thank you, I'm fine. That's good to hear. And, and you're currently based out over in Germany, are you yes, not? Yeah, in Germany, yeah, yeah. How's it looking over there with, with the COVID situation and everything? Is, is things getting back to normal? Uh, no, it's it's unfortunately, it's not back to normal. Uh, I hope we are going back to normal in, in, in a couple of, of weeks. Uh, yeah. But until today, it's, uh, it's a limitations we all have, let's say, around Europe, I would say. So, Wilfried, before we do get started into the kind of main questions, could you just tell us how you got started in the broadcasting industry? Yeah, one never noticed what has been done, or one can only see what remains to be done. That was a, a, a wording by Marie Curie. And uh, yeah, that's maybe the reason I spent all my professional life in the broadcast industry. I started my professional career at, uh, in the broadcast industry at uh, Robert Bosch uh, Fernsehner in Germany. In the 80s, and uh, say I worked as a technical engineer uh, carrying out customer trainings and equipment service. Yeah, later then I worked as a project manager. I managed projects like Goodwill Games in Moscow in 1986. So you see, it's uh, quite a, a long time I am in the business. And in the progress of my career, I became manager of mobile systems, the OB-Band business in, in uh, former days at, at Philips BTS. And uh, Already in the OB-Band business, as you can imagine, uh, we had a strong relation and con- strong connection to the sport media business. Yeah, so, And in the 19th onwards t- uh, till 2007, I hold uh, several channel management positions at Grass Valley, BTS, Philips, Thompson. And in 2010, then I joined DTCon, a consultancy arm of Deutsche Telekom as head of media and online services. And later then uh, I changed to the mother company and I uh, was responsible uh, senior manager for business development in the content and media partnering area of the Deutsche Telekom. And today uh, I work for Sport Media Net as, uh, as senior director business development, still business development. And Sport Media Net is a large, uh, a smaller company with a large expertise in uh, all topics around digital platforms media production and sport right management yeah. and that's a lot of fun <laughs> yeah. it's it does sound like a lot of fun and i guess i just wanted to ask you know how was it that you became involved in sports broadcasting was it a plan from the start um is it something that you've always wanted to get into or did you just kind of you know find yourself in sport media and that you, you just kind of gravitated towards it yeah, well, I mean, from its start in the early days of the television, I think sports and, and TV uh, entered into a wonderful alliance. And uh, since then, we have seen an ever-growing sports content offering in TV year by year. And for several decades, live sport has been one of the most valuable assets in the, in the industry. And furthermore, TV sports content is one of the few contents, I guess, uh, uh, broadcasters used to differ from competition and uh, that's that it's more than obvious uh, working in the broadcast industry that uh, you have everyday connection to the sports media business and, and it is fascinating to see how major sports events 
for example, the Viva World Cup uh, uh, in 2006 in Germany have been watched by, accumulated by more than seven, seven billion people. Uh, that's crazy. Uh, and yeah. I think that's amazing. I'm, I'm convinced there's no other content uh, 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 watched by so many people almost simultaneously. So, I mean, that's fascinating for me. And uh, I, I like the sports media business very much. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think sports is, is such a huge part of broadcasting. And it's, it's so, like you said, it expands across the world. It's got so much influence across the world. And it must just be a really exciting kind of sub-industry to be a part of. Yeah, I mean, I've been in the whole professional career. And when, when I hold several management positions, I traveled around the world for major sport events because sports, as said, was always related to broadcast. I mean, Formula One, Soccer World Championships, Goodwill Games, all, all these Mediterranean Games, Olympics, yeah. There's no escape in the broadcast business. <laughs> <laughs> and it was basically destiny, wasn't it, for you to become more involved in, in, in sports broadcasting um, in the sense that you are now. So, Wilfried, I was checking out one of your kind of recent articles the other day that, that you've obviously written. Um, and in it, you explain kind of how the sports entertainment industry should kind of take notes from the music industry. And just for any listeners who haven't uh, read that article um, or want to go and check it out later, could you just kind of tell us the main idea behind that that point that you made that they should take notes from the music industry? Why is that? Yeah, sure. I mean, in a, in an ever more fragmented sport media market with an ever growing sports content offering, players sooner or later will, will come under pressure. The digitalization, the increase of major sports media rights, streaming players with new underrepresented life sport offerings, change in the user behavior of the younger generation and new disciplines like esports, gaming, etc. All this needs to be considered. And uh, I, I, I guess that will have, let's say, an impact on the, on the sport media business. And as it happened in other media segments, example, music industry, uh, it's very likely that the digitalization in the sport media world and the related changes such as increased content diversity Provider fragmentation lead to a balance of power shift from the provider towards the consumer. And since the budget and time of consumers are limited, uh, this will have an impact on the industry. And I think one of the best examples is the music industry. Even if you can't compare Apple with Honor, it may be worth considering how the music industry uh, and its players use the digitalization to uh, renew their business. Spotify and other companies established a so-called freemium model. And I guess this freemium model could help also uh, media companies uh, to offer their business towards the customers. Today, the freemium model is used in many uh, media business, but in particular, uh, the digitalization process has attacked not really the um, sport media business, and that's for whatever reason, this tool is to engage customers not very widely spread in the sport media streaming market today. But I believe there are several examples where some players uh, can can uh, try uh, to, to use this tool to uh, engage customers. We see right holders today like uh, to, who use YouTube for distributing free content to attack potential customers outside their own business environment. Or how I believe the benefits of converting a free uh, uh, customer uh, into a paid customer on external platform is rather difficult. 
And, uh, another approach is uh, what we see uh, uh, free of charge trial period. Uh, Dassun uh, seems to have made good experience with such strategies since they offer uh, a 30-day test phase since the start of the service. All this enabled customers to look behind the curtain and to get a look and feel about the service. And uh, I think giving customers a real platform experience uh, is, from my point of view, certainly the best way to attract their interest. And the music industry, the streaming platforms, they uh, have shown that uh, this is a successful model. And the idea behind was to offer such uh, a, a strategy also to the sports media market, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's a really interesting point. Um, and when I was reading the article, it, it did make me think, uh, you know, these OTT platforms like DAZN are kind of heading in that direction, aren't they? Where they're, you know, it's thirty day free trial nowadays to, to consumers. That's that's got to be a given, hasn't it? <laughs> Some consumers will look if there's no free trial, that's it, they're gone. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that 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 that, that I think that's. Uh, I don't know if this is monitored, but I, I guess uh, this, this happens quite often. I mean, uh, free trial without any any risks uh, and bindings. I think that's the best way to to offer to your service. And uh, I, I mean, I, I guess we all have made this experience uh, uh, using the music streaming industry, Spotify, Amazon, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think we've become desensitized to it, haven't we? We've been spoiled by the likes of Spotify and, and even like Netflix doing their 30-day yeah, free trial and stuff like that. Thing, yeah. <laughs> They've given us too much power, Wilfried. <laughs> um, so just moving, kind of branching off that, Wilfried, uh, is there, it's quite a tough question to ask, but what do you think is kind of the future of sports broadcasting? If you had to pick one thing, um, you know, how will mass audiences come to consume sport in, in 10 or 20 years' time? As I said, it's nearly unthinkable that the sports streaming broadcast market will be disrupted by the digital as hard as the music industry. Uh, however, I'm convinced we will see changes in the consumer behavior as a shift from today, very popular sport discipline towards the growing diversity of the sport offerings. That's, I think it, it's, it's possible that... So esports and gaming uh, uh, will take part of, of 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 the overall sports offering. Furthermore, the user behavior of the younger generation will lead to consume more short form content. That's, I'm convinced that it will happen instead of watching a, a live sport broadcast in full length. And in order to keep existing business model and running broadcasts, that for sure will will are going to pay even more attention to live sport events. Uh, and this will lead to an offering uh, uh, of more uh, content in, in, in front of customers and push, of course, the content diversity. And finally, due to consumer needs to watch sport uh, content on a diversity of screens and a kind of personalization, which goes along with this described future scenario, uh, we will see a further shift from classical TV distribution broadcast uh, towards the OTT business. I, I, I think that that will happen. Yeah. And, yeah. No I think <laughs> I think you're pretty spot on about all of those, Wilfried. I, you know, obviously my expertise and my knowledge is 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 no match for yours, but from what you've been saying there, it does really seem like we're headed down that route. Um, especially when you were talking about short form content as well, and uh, having a- access to that. Um, I think our generation in particular 
is is really quite uh, excited by that and going on YouTube and, and watching highlights and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I did, but like, so there's no, you know, can't hold a candle to actual live sport happening. That's the thing. So it's it's pretty bulletproof live sport, I think, isn't it? Um, as a, as a form of content. So Wilfried, um, as you were saying earlier, when, when we were talking about how you got your start, you, you've obviously worked in a lot of companies, um, you know, within the broadcasting industry. I don't want you to pick a favourite here, but is there a, a particular kind of highlight project that you've worked on throughout your career? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> my personal highlight and success story, I think, was a FIBA World Cup Championship 2006 in Germany. Uh, that makes sense, yeah. For, for many years, we, our company, have worked hard to develop the, and implement HD TV technology in, in Germany, in Europe, in the world. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah. these days, uh, it was. It was so different. Then, wasn't it? <laughs> no, yeah. no, no one uh, uh, remember. But uh, uh, in 2006, uh, we had no uh, really public uh, HD TV distribution. And however, as usual, for years we have, uh, let's say, uh, had a, a, a significant market resistance of implementation of these technologies. And simply, broadcasters didn't see a commercial reason investing in new TV formats. Yeah, and, and since consumer didn't know the benefits, we had the typical chicken and egg problem. Yeah, I mean, and and, and the soccer world championship. Uh, um, managed by the FIFA, uh, uh, that was a nice, uh, uh, let's say, event to, to introduce HD. And uh, we did a feasibility study uh, for the uh, FIFA, uh, uh, and uh, the FIFA then decided to produce this major sport event, uh, first time exclusively in HD. And that was a trigger for the whole HDTV success story. Yeah? And uh, for me, it was uh, the time... Uh, the most busiest time, I would say, yeah, uh, and and the most stressful time in my professional career. We we had been responsible to build and run the whole production part from scratch. I mean, there was nothing, no equipment there. We 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 have built seven HDOB vans with twenty four cameras each, super slow motion broadcast center to support uh, approximately two hundred eighty host broadcasters worldwide. And uh, yeah, it, it was an amazing time, and I still cannot imagine what has happened in case anything went wrong. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I'm sh- I, I remember I, I, I couldn't sleep uh, uh, one night for for almost four weeks. Uh, uh, really, yeah. it was uh, it was a lot of stress, but a lot of fun as well. <laughs> I, it's just ma- mental to think, especially yeah, fifteen years ago, HD was was like you said, it had to prove something, didn't it? Um, but you must be so proud from having worked on that that kind of project and built that up. That really is brilliant. Um, so, Wilfried, obviously, it's led you on to the point of working with Sport Media Net. Yeah. Um, and for anyone who, who doesn't know already, anyone who's listening, what what are the kind of core services that you guys at Sport Media Net provide? Yeah, Sport Media Net is a an agency specialized in digital sports content. Uh, we are consulting companies and sport organizations at conception, realization, and marketing of digital sports projects. We support complex platform projects as well as tender processes and product development. And uh, and one, one major part is we manage and support the acquisition and licensing of audiovisual media rights, sport rights. Yeah, We always 
care about the target group needs. So that means we have a focus to the to the to the end user, and then uh, we we consult our our clients to develop and optimize uh, uh, the, the features uh, to to focus on, on on the customer needs. Yeah. So. <laughs> it might be another tough question, Wilfried, but where do you see Sport Media Net uh, progressing to in future? You know, c- can you see that far ahead in terms of, of what kind of clients you guys want to be working with and, and just what the general plan is for you guys moving forwards? Yeah, there is a plan and uh, it's our intention to grow the business and the service in the upcoming years. That's the reason uh, why why I am I'm at uh, uh, Sport Media Net. Uh, and a new orders and the trust of our existing clients uh, uh, approved that we are on track. Regardless of ongoing activities to strengthen our core business, uh, driven by market needs, we consider addressing new services like marketing and production support as well. That's, and but, but one thing is clear, our DNA is deeply anchored in the sport media segment and this will not go to change. So no, we will keep in the sport media business. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm quite excited to see what you guys eventually grow into, but it's it's exciting at the moment what you guys are doing. It's brilliant. Um, so, Wilfried, this is a question that we ask at the end of every podcast. Um, and in one word, what do you envision for the future of the broadcasting industry? Yeah, one word. Okay, uh, uh, extended co- content diversity, extended customer orientation, and extended usability of services. I, I think that's a need that the classical broadcast industries has to focus on uh, in order to survive. And uh, as as I, as always, by saying, put the customers in the middle and listen to their needs, and this will become more important uh, for all players in the broadcast business. In the past, consumers searched for content, uh, and uh, in future, content is searching for consumers. So that means the broadcast industry has to 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 recognize this change, and then uh, the change in the consumer behavior uh, push classical broadcasters to take a more active role. From my point of view, and that must uh, adapt their business also to the OTT world. Uh, I mean, that's, that's a need. And then uh, broadcast business uh, will survive. No, no, no question. Yeah. Wilfried, are there any exciting projects in the pipeline that you can talk to us about with, with Sport Media Net or, or yourself? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry to say that, but since we work almost in all projects very, very close together with our clients, as I said, it's 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 a consultancy business uh, and, and a hands-on business. Uh, but uh, we we are working with our on very sensible parts of their business. I'm I'm I'm, I'm really sorry to say, but I'm really not able to talk about that topic. <laughs> That's all right. Well, you, you think I'd be used to it by now, asking that question in the broadcasting industry, wouldn't you? But it's uh, you know, I thought I'd give it a go. <laughs> um, so, how can people get in touch with you or Sport Media Net if they want to get in touch with you guys? Yeah, there's an email address uh, info at sportian sportmedianet.de uh, uh, that's very simple or wilfried.wüst at sportmedianet.de uh, or uh, just my phone call uh, uh, on my mobile number uh, which is Germany 491712228127 so yeah yeah what we'll do Wilfried is, is we'll link to your LinkedIn profile uh, in the description of the podcast as well um if you use that that's brilliant so wilfried thank you very much for taking the time out this morning um, and obviously coming and speaking with me on the podcast today 
it's it's much appreciated and uh, i hope you have a great rest of your thank day thank you it was a pleasure thank you Wilfred. Thank you. Bye-bye.